In this episode, I'm going to answer the question, do I need a mixer for home recording? That's coming up on Home Music Studio One. Hey, welcome back to the show. Dave Maxey here. This is uh, the place where you can learn to produce professional audio on any size budget. And why not get started by taking the next step today? You can head on over to freerecordingtools.com. All right. Well, hey, uh, it's good to be back with another episode. You are officially listening to episode number 26. And uh, here I am setting in my basement And uh, I've actually got a new microphone that I'm recording this episode on, working a little bit with the Blue Yeti here, kind of trying to find a configuration with my laptop to make it all work together. Uh, So we'll see how things go today. Uh, It is now uh, approaching uh, right into the heart of fall now in Michigan here in the States. And I'm not sure exactly where you're listening from. I know we got people that are listening from all over in the world. But, uh, you know, I just bought a new house here. We're, We're going on four months. And uh, I'm looking out in my yard right now, and we kind of live on, uh, you know, in the city, but we've got a, a place that's got right around a little more than four acres, right in the middle of uh, the heart of uh, of Lansing here, where we live here in Michigan. And I am looking around, and I'm seeing literally thousands and thousands of leaves. Not very excited about what to do about that. Kind of feel a little gypped here, uh, because we bought the place when uh, the leaves are green, and now they're all laying on the ground. Can't even see my driveway. I don't know, maybe you can relate. Uh, you know, so hey, that, those are a few thoughts, uh, things that are going on in my world. Hopefully things are going well with you. And uh, today, I want to answer the question, uh, do I really need a mixer for home recording? So let's go ahead and get to it. So here we are. Uh, in reality, I had a couple of questions. These uh, two questions came in. I want to read them for you. Uh, from two different uh, community members this week, and I thought, you know, it would be really best to give a little more information in an episode. And uh, I actually got a question from Dave and David. Let me read to you what Dave wrote first. Uh, sent a question in from homemusicstudio1.com, and uh, here's what Dave says. Uh, of course, speaking to me, David, he says, Hi, David. Uh, could you help me with a question that has been bugging me? My home studio is centered around an audio file 2496 PCI sound card, which is installed in my Windows 7 PC. I use an external Yamaha MG12-4 FX mixer, which takes the stereo outputs from my Roland Synth, uh, Behringer V-Amp guitar simulator and Behringer V-Amp bass simulator. If I wanted to move this lot over to my laptop based recording, I'd need a sound interface like the Focusrite 2i2 that you recommend. What I can't quite grasp is how I could use the 2i2 with my Yamaha mixer. It doesn't have USB output, by the way. I really can't see how the 2i2 could replace a a full-blown analog mixer like my Yamaha, which has built-in effects, multiple inputs, decent EQ, etc. Am I way off here? I think I'd love the portability of the 2i2, but can see myself being severely limited by only two inputs when my mixer has 12. Could I simply use the 2i2 as an interface to the computer while still using the full functionality of my Yamaha mixer? How do you use your 2i2? You have an Allen & Heath mixer, don't you? And uh, sorry for all the questions, Dave. I'm from the UK, 
And uh, uh, the way uh, I'm from the UK, by the way, and love the podcast. Thanks in advance. By the way, Dave, no apology necessary. Thank you for sending in your questions, uh, even though they're really predominantly surrounded around one. And uh, I've got another question also that came in this week from David. And uh, here's what David writes in response to a post that I did uh, a while back answering the question. uh, And uh, we we covered this a while back. I thought it'd be really good to come back to it again and again because we've got a little more uh, interaction on this, a little more question regarding do I need a mixer for home recording? So here's what David writes. He says, I believe that most of the big studio studios have mixing boards. Still, though, every scenario you've painted, referring to the post that I wrote, uh, why someone would need a board, I believe I could still accomplish the same thing with my DAW uh, and with my eight input audio interface. Maybe I'm missing something. Can you elaborate a little more? And uh, so here is my response to both Dave and David. Again, thank you guys both for uh, giving your input and taking the time to send in your feedback. And uh, by the way, total side note, if you have a question regarding home recording, uh, mixing, and in the process of how can you create professional audio regardless of your budget size in your own home, in your own project studio, head on over to homemusicstudio1.com forward slash contact. Send your question in, and uh, I may be able to use that on another episode of the show. The show. Uh, however, every question that comes into that contact, I personally uh, read myself. It doesn't go to anyone else. It doesn't go to a computer somewhere. It's actually physically me on the other side of the line, and I love to help you out in any way that I can. So I want to encourage you to do that. So back to our question, uh, which really surrounds around the idea of using a mixer in the home studio environment versus just having a straight up audio interface and uh, and no ability uh, you know to to mix like you would kind of a live setting. What does that look like? And the real question is, do you really need a mixer for home recording? And uh, and here's my direct simple response to the answer to that question. And I would say like this, and uh, and we'll we'll kind of unpack this a little more in uh, in the rest of our time. Uh, Do I need a mixer for home recording? The answer to that is no, you don't need a mixer for home recording. However, you may want one. No, you don't need a mixer, but you may want one. And uh, here's what I want to do. I want to give you six reasons why there may be a scenario where you may require or desire to have a mixer in your home recording, your home project studio, uh, in your own setup. Uh, But before we do, let me just kind of explain the reasons why you don't need a mixer for home recording in order to create professional audio. Uh, you know, I've I've kind of uh, done a lot of experimenting with my setup here, and in uh, the first question comes by Dave. He mentioned the fact that I uh, I did a little tour on uh, on my home studio setup and showed that I had an Allen and Heath Z14. Uh, now that board actually had uh, a USB output. It had an internal audio interface, so it was a mixer, an analog mixer that had an internal audio interface that uh, would basically allow you to record a two-track output signal from that mixer. And uh, so it was kind of a little bit of best of both worlds. It wasn't a full digital mixer in that you couldn't automate all the sliders. Um, It was an analog mixer with an internal audio output that would give you a USB connection uh, that you could hook that into your laptop, your desktop, whatever. And then you could two track out basically the stereo uh, master fader on that mixer would two track out into your DAW. Now, uh, I have since kind of simplified my setup more for an experiment because I'm trying to do everything that I can to discover and to fine-tune the most affordable ways possible to still create professional projects. 
And uh, at present, uh, I'm, I'm, I've kind of dummied down a lot of my stuff to right now. I am simply building my entire projects off one stereo interface, presently using the 2i2 uh, from uh, Focusrite that I've mentioned a lot. Uh, before I bought the 2i2 or after I bought the 2i2, they've now come out with a 2i4 that has MIDI. And so I'm in the future, I'm, I'm looking uh, to maybe upgrade my interface that has internal MIDI uh, so that I don't have to have uh, my separate MIDI USB adapter. But I am creating all of my projects uh, with multiple tracks. In fact, the project I'm working on now is a, is a song that I'm doing uh, that I'm kind of doing a remix. It's called Desperately, something that I wrote uh, back in 2007. And uh, I, at the moment, I'm still in process in the pre-production phase, laying down those tracks. And I literally have uh, no, no less than 54 tracks right now. Uh, both MIDI and audio. I've got full effects running um, on virtually everything from EQ, compression, uh, you name it, noise reduction. Uh, and I'm using all sorts of things going on, uh, full automation with all of that. And I am running the entire project just through my laptop with no external hard drive and simply through the, the Scarlett 2i2 using the headphone out and uh, the stereo out. It's going to my uh, Truth B2031 studio monitors. So the entire project that I'm doing, uh, which I'll let you hear in a later episode here as I, as I finish some of that, uh, I am literally doing with no mixer, uh, no nothing but my microphone here. I've got my MXL 990S and uh, my, my Shure 58. And then, you know, those guys that I'm using, I'm running direct right into my, my Scarlett Focusrite, uh, you know, my 2i2. So do you need a mixer to create professional audio? No, you don't. Uh, you can get by quite nicely depending on your needs. And that, that brings me to the other side of the equation. Because though you don't need a mixer for home recording, there may be some reasons that you might find yourself wanting to have a mixer or even needing a mixer in your uh, home recording, your, your home project uh, situation. So let me give you six reasons right off the bat. This isn't an all-inclusive list. Or list. Uh, and in fact, if you've got a few more reasons that you want to add to this list, I'd love to hear from you. So uh, make sure you throw a comment uh, in the comment section uh, or bump me an email. I'd love to hear back from you uh, with maybe a few things that you have to add on your own. But here are six things that, uh, that when I answer the question, do I need a mixer for home recording? If you get to the side where you think, yeah, I may want a mixer in my situation, these are kind of the top six reasons that I can consider valid reasons for wanting or needing a mixer in home recording. Uh, number one is simply this, uh, if a mixer fits your budget. Uh, and, and I say that because um, nowadays with the world of technology, we've got all sorts of different options when it comes to mixing, like the, the, uh, you know, the, the Allen & Heath Z14. Now, that mixer allowed me to, to do both live uh, production. Uh, it was a 14-channel you know, mixer. It had uh, six XLR inputs. The rest of the channels were, were stereo quarter-inch. Uh, but you know what? A, a small setup, uh, even a drum kit that was electronic drum kit, taking a stereo out, uh, you know, with bass and vocals, you could you could run a full band off that if you wanted. Uh, so you had the ability to be a live uh, sound engineer as well as you could record what you were mixing live, uh, digitally convert that through the uh, the internal uh, audio interface and throw that into a 
uh, you know, a DAW. And at the very least, you could get really good uh, recordings if, if, if your house mix was decent. And I did that actually a lot. That's the reason I originally started with that mixer. I was doing some live things uh, at the time that I needed the ability to record what was happening live. And so I incorporated that into my setup. And, uh, you know, the truth is it was affordable uh, for me at the time. And uh, it was something that fit my budget. And it was something that, uh, you know, hey, uh, there was no reason not to use it at the time. Now, uh, the reason I ended up uh, upgrading, in my opinion, to the, the 2i2 was because the Z14, uh, in the end, when I wasn't doing a full band live recording or, or multiple musicians, the uh, the Z14 only did 44.1 uh, and, uh, and 16-bit audio. And so, uh, of course, I've, I've gone up to full 24-bit. Uh, I usually do 48 uh, kilohertz on the, the, the speed there as far as the quality. Uh, but the 2i2 can go on up to 96. So I've added the quality just by, uh, you know, kind of dumping that mixer. Uh, I, I, you know, it was something, though, that I could afford at the time. It was in my budget, and uh, I simply used it because of because of that. It was it was very affordable, great-sounded mixer, and, and kind of served that purpose. So you might, uh, you might think, hey, I, you know, here's a great option. Here's a great piece of gear that it fits in my budget and I'm going to give it a shot. I've got some live uses and, and I can afford it. Very valid reason. No reason not to uh, if it works in your setup, if you can afford it. That's reason number one. Reason number two, um, you maybe are looking for a specific sound. Uh, you hear kind of the battle between the old days of analog gear versus uh, more modern technology of digital or even kind of a hybrid mix of both. Uh, the truth is every piece of gear you add within your chain of recording changes the sound in some way. And uh, I'm not going to use the word good or bad there. It just just changes the sound. And in your goal, you may be after more of a warm, rounder tone that typically is heard from uh, processing your audio through an analog mixer. And so in your case, you may you may be thinking, you know, I'm really after that type of sound. And uh, the only true way I'm really going to generically uh, or genuinely create that sound is by running my tracks uh, into an analog mixer and recording out from that. Uh, or maybe you just got a mixer that that uh, is a digital mixer, but you've got a specific sound that you're going after. You've got some processing effects that you really like. Maybe you've kind of done some things live and, and you just really want to be able to capture what you're creating but the sound that you've created is every bit professional coming through that board and it meets your target goals. Uh, but but having a mixer is, a, is an element within your recording chain that is creating a very unique sound that is, that is part of what you're after. That's another valid reason to have a mixer. Uh, completely valid. Uh, uh, no reason uh, not to go down that route, uh, road as well. Uh, the third reason why you may need a mixer or may want a mixer Maybe you have the need for more monitoring options when it comes to laying down your tracks. Uh, Dave mentioned here, or David, in the last email that uh, he believed that most big studios still have mixing boards, and he is absolutely correct. Uh, and to kind of give you an idea of, of what that looked like, uh, the organization that I worked for uh, for years, uh, we we actually had a, a recording setup that was in a um, 
uh, a live uh, environment where it was a, an auditorium. And so within that auditorium, we had our full, uh, we had a small drum room off to the, the side of the stage that was kind of a portable setup, but the drums were contained. So our, you know, our six grand worth of custom DW kit uh, all mic'd up was on the stage. Uh, of course, bass player, the whole, uh, you know, the whole setup was, was so that all musicians, including vocals, we could have an entire band up there, including vocals, play live. Uh, but we were using uh, an Allen and Heath, uh, GL3300, I believe, was uh, was the board we were using at the time. And uh, what would happen to the signal, every drum mic, every, uh, every you know, microphone from a musician, uh, there were there was a place underneath the stage where we would li- run live tube amps, and those tube amps would be mic'd uh, in order to run into the, the house system as well as to be able to be recorded. The first 24 channels on that Allen & Heath Allen uh, analog mixer were uh, used, were sent by direct output. So the, the microphone signal, the line signal, whatever drum uh, signal would come directly into the preamp of that board would then directly from that preamp have a direct out going into uh, a Mackie hard disk recorder. And so the first 24 channels of that board also had the ability to be recorded simultaneously uh, into a 24-track uh, uh, track Mackie uh, HD recorder, and that recorder would basically be writing WAV files of whatever was happening uh, in uh, basically from the adjustment of the gain coming into that board. So what you would have when you were done is you could link that uh, that recorder into uh, an audio a Pro Tools box, which we did, uh, and simply pull them files uh, via network or, or via a direct cable into a box and mix uh, and do a remix that way. Or we also had the ability to, that out that Mackie recorder would also output back to a return on the quarter-inch inputs of each of those 24 channels, and you could mix uh, the recording back through the board again and then take a two-track out uh, to record. And so the reason we did all of that was so that when we had a live band playing, uh, we had multiple monitor outputs, we had live effects, we had compression on each of those channels as well. Those things were uh, not affected by the recording signal. The recording signal was simply patched in directly after the preamp. But everything else could be processed live, and so you have the inspiration of the live musicians being able to play and work with one another, but the signal of each individual track of the first 24 tracks, that was a 48-channel board, by the way, but the first 24 tracks were recorded. And that gave us the ability to have multiple options for monitoring the live recording. The band could play as one whole unit, and we could track each of of the majority of the instruments individually on their own track, as well as the vocals. For the most part, almost every project we did there, um, we could could cover everything we needed in the first 24 tracks. And so that might be another reason. Maybe you need more monitoring outputs. Maybe you're, it's not just you and an, and an acoustic or you uh, and a vocal. Uh, maybe you're, you're very much trying to record a full band. Well, it can be very helpful to have a live mixer with direct outputs, taking the direct outputs to a DAW or even a stereo output, but giving your musicians the ability to have control over monitor mixes and, uh, and what they're hearing while they're tracking. So that might be one very valid reason uh, that uh, that you would need a, a recorder, or I'm sorry, a mixer in your home studio setup, depending on your need there. Uh, reason number four, maybe you want to record and, uh, and uh, you want to provide a very simple, easy way to give live effects to your studio musicians 
without having to actually record or uh, write those effects to your DAW while you're uh, in the process of recording. In other words, you want them to be able to hear reverb and delay in a mix when they're playing to kind of inspire them and kind of give them a, a preview of the end result. But you don't want that reverb and delay recorded on the actual tracks you're recording giving you the ability in the in the post production phase to uh you know to process that with the appropriate amount of of delay of reverb of the other effects that you want especially as you're walking through the 43 framework uh using a mixer is one way to do that again uh as i mentioned using direct outs from uh, a board uh it's also possible to simply use a a XLR splitter uh, you can run up to three, believe it or not, XLR splitters on one line going into a preamp. Uh, and believe it or not, I've seen I've seen people do this. I've seen uh, live setups where uh, any microphone that goes in the board is split three different direction, uh, directions. One for a recording deck or a, a, an audio interface, one for a house mixer, and one uh, that runs into a onstage monitor mixer, okay? Uh, and by doing that, uh, you also get the ability to uh, have a separate feed going to a recorder, then you can add effects into a monitor mix. You can do lots of manipulation that is simply unaffected. Uh, it will not affect the recording signal. Uh, and that allows the recording engineer to simply take what they need uh, and the monitor mix can have whatever is, is appropriate for uh, the inspiration of your recording musicians. So uh, effects uh, would be another reason why you might consider using a mixer for home recording. Uh, reason number five. Maybe you want a digital mixer uh, and you want the ability to have physical controls over what is happening in your DAW, such as a, an automated controller or automation on your board. One of the most popular mixers here today, aside from some of the Behringer affordable lines, uh, one of the more uh, higher quality but still a little more affordable is is the studio uh, the studio mixers now from um, uh, Presonus, okay? And uh, they, they have some great digital mixers. Um, the studio live mixers allow you to, to, to both do live processing, but they can be fully automated, sliders, faders, built-in effects, everything, and linked to your DAW giving you uh, kind of physical controls of what is happening within your your recording software. And that can be another very valid reason. Uh, again, if you've got the budget for it, there's no reason not to do that. It gives you physical inputs. Uh, and that board, that digital mixer itself, is, is more or less um, the, the internal conversion, uh, just like your audio interface that, that would be happening, is built into that board, uh, as well as uh, digital faders and, and digital effects built right into that board. And so that's another reason maybe you want a digital mixer. Uh, I've got a friend who actually works at a, at a church, actually, that's in a, in a couple cities over, a very large church. Uh, and they actually have three uh, different mixers that are actually uh, Digico, I believe. It's a, I, if I remember right, I think it's a European mixer. They have three of these. They're about 150 grand a piece. Uh, again, this this is a very large church, uh, roughly around 10,000 on the west side of the state of Michigan. But they have uh, a, a small version, a smaller version of one of those mixers on stage for monitors. 
Uh, they have a, a full-blown digital mixer in the Digico line uh, for their house mix. And then they also have a third one in a studio control room. And all three of these mixers are linked fiber optically. And uh, every engineer, whether they're running the monitor mix, whether they're running the, the house mix, or whether they are running the studio mix, which also gets uh, used for the video production that they do, they all have digital control over the signal. And because it's fiber optic line coming from the stage to all those mixers, it's completely in real time. And uh, everything can be manipulated and automated and uh, and remembered and saved for different bands that would play. Uh, really a cool setup. And so, uh, you know, if if you got a mixer that you're after and it's 150 grand, why not get three? Right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I think we would all love to do that. But um, the truth is, maybe you want a digital mixer again, and uh, you just want the control of that physical interface. That may be another very valid reason why you would want or even need uh, a mixer for your home recording setup. And then lastly. Um, you may find yourself wanting or, or needing a mixer in home recording because it just is simply the piece of gear that you have right now to work with. And, uh, you know, th that is another very valid reason. Uh, I have actually got in my hands right now something that I've used uh, over the years. It is, uh, it is a Zoom H1 recorder. And uh, there was a time where I did a lot of recording simply using a, a digital portable recorder that just had a line input, and it would record as the, the Zoom H1 uh, does. It records to a, uh, a memory card, and uh, simply I would take the output of my mixer is what I had, and uh, in order to record, I would then take the line out into that Zoom and uh, set my mixer up however I want, play my guitar, my vocals, my keys. I, I did more using uh, using dynamic mics and more kind of the live thing, even in my own you know studio setup. So I'd play guitar, sing into a you know a Shure 57 or a Shure 58, use a 57 for my acoustic, or direct my acoustic uh, into the mixer with the the pickup. And then just simply record that signal in a stereo feed to the Zoom. And then I would have a wave file to then edit uh, and do some, some light mastering on in something like Audacity. And, and you know what? It wasn't perfect, but it was what I had at the time. And it allowed me to get my recordings onto a computer and, uh, and do some uh, production in that way. And so maybe that's a reason for you. It just simply may have maybe the piece of gear you have, okay? You're used to using it and... Uh, you know, and, and you can get some very professional recording if you spend some time to learn how to create a good mix. Uh, you might not have as much options to to in the post-production, but uh, it may very well be a valid reason to use a mixer for uh, your your studio setup. Now, uh, again, that's that's a few of the things that I can think of why you may need a mixer for home recording. Uh, and you may still find yourself thinking, well, it's just me. Uh, it's just me and a friend. Uh, I'm just doing my voice and I'm just doing my acoustic or I'm doing my piano or I'm doing everything in the box. Uh, you know, if you're like me, that's where I'm at right now. Uh, I no longer have a need for the Z14. I've scaled down and I, I no longer use uh, the mixer. Uh, I run everything direct to my interface. I build my entire drum mix uh, out of uh, plugins uh, using the Addictive Drums plugin. And, uh, and I'm, I'm able to create awesome professional uh, setups. Uh, everything I do, uh, you know, is just one guitar at a time, one vocal at a time. And uh, I don't really have a need to record more than the two tracks at, at the moment. 
that my audio interface is providing for me. And therefore, there's no reason for me to then overcomplicate what I'm trying to do because in my situation, uh, I, I feel that I'll actually lose more than I would gain by adding a mixer to my setup. Uh, so that's my situation. That's uh, how I would answer those questions. And uh, maybe you've got some other thoughts. Maybe you've got some other ideas of, of why you may find a very valid need for using a mixer that I haven't mentioned. I would love to hear them. And uh, hopefully, uh, Dave and David, this has been a, a little more elaboration, a little more helpful answer to your question, as well as everyone else out there who might be wondering, do I really need a mixer for home recording? Again, you don't need a mixer, but you may find yourself wanting one. And uh, that's it for this episode of HomeMusicStudio1.com. Again, the place uh, you're at right now where you can learn to produce professional audio on any size budget. And if you haven't done so yet, uh, get started today by heading on over to freerecordingtools.com. And uh, you know what? Uh, I, I, you can just join literally the hundreds of, uh, of people that are uh, on the, the newsletter and signed up to get free updates from the site and from things that are happening with the podcast, as well as uh, I'll send some free tools out to you to help you take that very next step to learning how to produce that professional audio. And then lastly, uh, if you found us here in iTunes, why not uh, take just a moment and give us a review, an honest review uh, in the review section here in iTunes. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast and on the show. And also don't forget, if you've got another question regarding home recording, I'd love to address it even on another episode of the show. You can do that by heading to homemusicstudio1.com forward slash contact. And uh, that's it for this episode of the show. Until next time, this is Dave Maxey with Home Music Studio One.